Hey everyone, welcome back to The Pit Perspective. This is Cameron, I'm here with Daisy. Hi, this is Megan's episode. Megan interviewed Laura, also known as Miguel Cornell, and Miguel's going to take it away. Uh, my name's Laura. Uh, in drag, I'm Miguel Cornell. I'm gender fluid, so he, him, and drag, but anytime else, it's whatever. Um, I'm also bisexual, and... I'm here. <laughs> Alrighty, so give me a summary of your upbringing and your coming out story. Let's see. My upbringing is, uh, my, my parents are conservative, um, but they've always let me be who I am. Um, I never really got to know about the queer community until I moved to Greenville. I knew, like, you know, what some sexualities were, but I really didn't know that much. I just knew that uh, I came out as bisexual in high school. Um, a little after noticing, like, when I was walking through the hallways in school, like, I started looking at, at girls. I'm like, wait, is this right? <laughs> I don't know. I'm confused. <laughs> but later on, I did come out, and that was fun. Um, so once you did decide that you were feeling different things and you were feeling different ways mm-hmm. you're coming out how did that process kind of unfold did you come out to your parents first did you come out to the public first oh yeah 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 um so the first person i told was my friend Devin, and he already told me that he was bisexual and so uh i when i called him he was just kind of like okay whatever i'm like i expected a bigger response from you <laughs> sir <laughs> Right. You're like, what the heck? Yeah. And when I told my dad, he's like, okay, kid, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> Mom's reaction, I don't remember what it was, but she, her sexuality has always confused me. Because she had a girlfriend once, and now she's claiming she's straight. And I'm just like, what are you doing? <laughs> when did you realize that you wanted to be come involved in the drag community? After I got out of... Well, it was at the end of a really bad abusive relationship. Um, I started working at Crave, and that helped me to get out of that situation. Thank you so much to them, because y'all literally saved my life. Um, But that was my first exposure to the queer community. And they would have drag shows there, and that was the coolest thing I've ever seen. I like... But the first drag show I saw, I had the cheesiest grin on my face. Like, it just made me so happy. The glitz and the glam and everyone just being awesome and the performances. And I don't know. It was just so cool to me. Um, at that time, though, all I knew were queens. I didn't know kings were a thing. Uh, after a while, uh, I found out about Luther Cole, who's now my drag dad. Uh and I saw them perform, and that was awesome. And, but it still didn't click in my head yet. That was a thing you could do. I was just like, oh, yeah, they're doing a thing. That's cool. Uh, and then I made friends with somebody. We're not friends anymore, but we were friends. Um, and they got involved with it. And I was like, oh, you can do the thing. I can do the thing, too. <laughs> yes, let me do the thing. And then I, I started getting involved with it and learning a whole bunch of things. And... Now, three years later, here I am. (laughs) 
How do you feel like the drag community contributed to your growth after that abusive relationship? If you don't mind the answer. They made me happy at a time where I, when I needed it the most. And I had no hope, no light to look up to. And they, they gave me that glimmer. Just, just by being there and having all that love and support and, I mean, that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so you kind of already talked about this a little bit, but how did you learn about the drag community and become involved in it ultimately after that? So you have your drag dad. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have my drag mom, uh, Tara Newhole, and my drag wife, Winter's Coming, um, but those came about later. Uh, I did a little bit of research on Facebook and I found uh, the Facebook group Drag Kings Unite and they have a whole bunch of information on what to do, how to do things, what not to do. And uh, I I learned a lot through there. Um, I've also had some help outside of that group. Uh, Purina Chow She's been a, a darling, <laughs> pointing me in different directions of what to do and what not to do. Um, I've had help from some other people, but none of them are coming to mind at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it always goes. Um, alrighty, so do you primarily participate in drag events in North Carolina, or do you go nationwide with your drag events? I would love to go nationwide <laughs> at some point. Um, but I have performed in different parts of North, uh, North Carolina like New Bern, oh, where was it? I, oh, I, I've been to Raleigh once. Well, I've been there a few times, but I performed there once. And I competed in Gay United States in Roanoke, Virginia. Beautiful. Um, so did you enjoy, or did you feel like a different atmosphere depending on where you went within the drag community? So whenever you went up to Virginia, was it a different, like, kind of feel or, like, support in that area over being in North Carolina? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely a totally different feeling when you're in a room full of nothing but kings. Because <laughs> around here, it's like, queens, yeah, da-da, that's wonderful. I, I love it. But I, I don't know. It was just... A... <sighs> There was so much support uh, from everybody. Like, you would think going up to a competition, everyone's going to be like, oh no, I'm going to win. No, it was none of that. We were all helping each other, stoning each other's outfits, and helping make sure everyone's got their stuff together and all that kind of stuff. Um, And everyone was so nice and. The, the person who got me into that, uh, a 10-year winner of Gay United States, Christian Gay, they're a darling. <laughs> I love them. They, Even though I got 17th place out of 19 people, I am fine with that. And they even looked at me like, are you okay? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm great. <laughs> yeah. It, I feel like at that point, it wasn't really much of a number thing for you. It was more so like the experience. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I had another question lined up, and I was thinking about it. It popped in my head. Oh, I never asked you. Explain the chief difference between, like, what is a drag king versus a drag queen. Because I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily know what the differences are. Well, 
Let's see, let's see if I can say this correctly. <laughs> because there are a lot of overlaps. You got king, queen, and royal. Uh, a royal is a person that doesn't identify as a king or a queen. They're like a non-binary thing. Um, a queen is typically uh, a man that dresses up as a queen. But they, you can have, you have female people that dress up as queens too. Uh, and same the other way. Um, but t- typically a queen is female presenting and just accentuates everything about the female in a performance way. And king is the opposite of that. Same thing though. So it's basically like how the person identifies and how they want to be shown on stage basically. Right. Okay. Um, alrighty. So you kind of already talked about this a little bit as well, but if you feel comfortable sharing, how did your family support you or didn't support you? My family, they support me in their own way. Uh, when I told Dad about the gay United States thing, uh, he was like, that's cool, baby, but I'm not sharing that on my Facebook. <laughs> I'm like, Dad, that's fine. <laughs> um, and when I told my mom about it, she's like, you're still a girl, right? And I'm like, sure. sure. And I, like, I'm not going into all the details with that with you, mom, but that's fine. <laughs> um, okay, so it seems like it was a relatively, it was somewhat of a supportive transition. Yeah. Um, so what would you tell a family who isn't supportive of their child's choice to become involved in the drag community? Um, get bent. <laughs> But also, you should be uh, open to the idea that it is a creative outlet. Uh, It is a way that we express ourselves. And we can express ourselves in many ways through painting, drawing, poetry, and all that kind of stuff. Being a performer is just another way of expression. It doesn't mean that your kid is turning into anything. It just means that they're expressing themselves in that way. I think that's a really beautiful way to show it. I love that. Um, I lost my spot, sorry. Um, so, kind of talked about this a little bit as well, but have you had any negative experiences in the drag world? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> but I think that comes with uh, any group or territory, you know, in the music scene or in the art world or wherever. There's always going to be some sort of drama that comes up. So, I'm not going to say it's full of drama because anything is full of drama. So, yeah. So, within the community, you've experienced drama about how, like, how about outside? So, outside influences coming in um, from, like, local people, from people that attend shows. Have you had any negative experience in that sense as well? Um, at Kinston Pride this year, there were some protesters that showed up. But they were quickly removed by police. And let's see, there. Give me a second. You're good. Take it for Keep... the Now, what is the toughest part of being a drag in the drag community? For me personally, it's trying to impress the other members of the community, but also getting bookings. Because although I, I mean, I may not be shy. I am shy when it comes to booking myself. 
definitely. I feel like that's hard, like a hard position to put yourself into because you're like, I'm pretty cool. Like, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm cool. Book I'm me. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Please don't hate me. Just, just book me. <laughs> I'm really, really good. I promise. <laughs> uh, okay. What's the most rewarding part of being a drag king? When you're on stage and while you're performing and, and as soon as you get done performing, your arms are spread out and everyone's cheering for you and it's just this just overwhelming feeling of awesome that comes upon you. I love that. Um, all right. What advice would you give someone wanting to break into the drag world? Uh, definitely find Drag Kings Unite on Facebook. They have a swath of information. Also, you can put your name into the registry and it's there for people all over the world. So if you have a name, you can check to see if it's already taken or not. And if it's not taken, you can type it in, and there you go. Also, uh, look to the people who have been doing this longer than you have. Ask for advice, make friends, make connections, uh, go to shows. Uh, don't just be like, okay, book me, when you ha- don't even know people. Go there, experience the shows. Also, if it's your first time performing somewhere, and I've learned this the hard way. <laughs> if you have time, like show up early and then do a practice run on the stage. That way you know what it feels like, what the lights are going to be when they're shining on you. And you can just get a feel of everything. Um, where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Hopefully traveling. <laughs> Do you want to continue being a part of the drag community? Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, I really hope that my drag will evolve into something great and wonderful. I mean, it's, it's pretty good now. But <laughs> uh, I, I want to keep growing as a king, and I can't wait to see what it's going to be 10 years from now. Yeah, I definitely think you're on the right path to becoming something incredible like you want to be. Um, what else would you like for us to know about you and the Drag King lifestyle? Mm. Well, I was a show host for a few months over at Molly's Community Cafe, and that was an experience. (laughs) I wasn't the best host, but man, I tried. Uh, I probably would do it again, given the opportunity, but I feel like I need to get some more, something more under my belt before I do that. Um, I've been performing for three years. Uh, I like to perform to pop music, alternative stuff. Uh, I love to be colorful. (laughs) Do you want to plug your social medias also? Because I love them. I love looking at everything that you're posting. (laughs) (laughs) You can find me on TikTok at Miguel.Cornell. Same thing with Instagram. Uh... You can find me on Facebook under Miguel Cornell or Laura Page. It's probably easier to contact me through there. So tell me also, I am curious, this is kind of like out of sequence as far as what we've talked about, but what like came to the birth of Miguel Cornell? What gave you the idea of like that name and the personality and like, tell me a little bit about that. Well, I really wish I would have picked a different name, <laughs> honestly, but I, it's, I've had it for so long and I've gotten titles with it that I, I can't really change it at this point. Um, but it's a favorite character and a favorite musician. 
So in the movie The Road to El Dorado, there's this blonde guy named Miguel, and he's so fun and full of adventure and just wants to, like, ah, everything's awesome. And I'm just like, yeah, you're great. I love you. And uh, the musician is Chris Cornell, uh, just favorite, favorite musician. Sweet. Well, I don't have any other questions. Is there anything else that you want to share? Shout out to Karina Chow, Tara Newhole, Winter's Coming, Luther Cole, let's see, Michelle Michaels and the Michaels family, and all the rest of the drag community in Greenville. I love you all. So, everyone, this was a much different episode than what we're used to here at The Pit Perspective, but such a lighthearted note to end the season off on. We will be returning to you all in January 2023. Um, It's been a pleasure to produce episodes for everyone. Um, Once again, follow us on Instagram at the.pit.perspective. I'm Daisy. Anything to add? Thank you, Miguel Cornell. Uh, shout out to the Greenville and Pitt County drag community. Uh, thank you so much. And to all our listeners, be sure to go out and see a performance if you have a chance. Support them. Yeah. Thanks again. Thanks, Miguel. And thank you guys. Bye. Bye. See you next year.